0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Pagan's Witchy Corner. I am blessed and joined by the wonderful Laura Tempest-Sackroft. She is the author (laughs) of Sigil Witchery, Weave the Liminal, and her newest book, which you guys just heard me talk about, this will be two weeks now, two weeks ago, Uh, Anatomy of the Witch. You guys heard me talk about how much I loved her book, and now she's going to Bless us with wonderful information about the book, her inspirations, and all sorts of really cool stuff. Hopefully, so, Laura, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, thank you so much for having me. Yes, so hopefully, we'll we'll have some exciting things to
0: talk about. <laughs> I think we definitely will. If you are a fan of Chaos and Shadow, you have heard our numerous and wonderful interviews with Laura over on Chaos and Shadow. If you are not a fan of Chaos and Shadow or you are new to it, go over to Chaos and Shadow and listen to those interviews as well because all of them are spectacular. So go check them out. There's my shameless plug for the other show. Now let's get started talking about Anatomy of the Witch. I have to say, as you've probably already listened to the podcast, I loved the book so much. It was so, so good. And if you guys haven't bought your copy, again, here's your shameless plug. Go buy a copy right now. You you will not regret it, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What was your inspiration to write this book? Well, for me, in my personal practice,
1: uh, being embodied is a crucial element uh, to not only tap into the spiritual, but see where the spiritual aligns with the physical and having taught dance and taught metaphysics and art, all these different things for um, now going <clears throat> over 20 years, uh, and you know, get to see all sorts of folks you know, deal with these topics and realize that so many people are out of touch with their bodies uh, and it's, it's missing such an important step in your practice, like how more empowering and uh, exciting your practice can be once you are in touch with your body.
0: I would say that's definitely very true. And up until reading your book, it was one of those connections that I had not made in my own practice. So thank you for writing a book about that, because it's been a blessing in every possible way. (laughs) (laughs) Doing the thing it's supposed to do! Doing the thing it's supposed to do. Now, so many individuals that I have also talked to who have read your book said exactly the same thing. This was a book that they needed, especially since COVID has hit. If you mm-hmm. could pick one chapter from your book, what would you feel that chapter is, like, that has the strongest message, and why would you pick that one? If you can, it, I mean, there's too many, in my opinion, to choose from, but if you can't pick just one, that's totally okay.
1: Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, You know, I think if it was just going to send out like one chapter for folks to to get them interested in it it would be chapter six loving the magical body mm-hmm. uh because um i've already early on introduced the concepts of the anatomy of the witch but this is where we we bypass um so many of those quaint little sayings like your body's a temple uh and you know things <laughs> that just really don't dive into the, the depths that are necessary in order to connect with your body for all of its um, blessings and uh, uh, things to navigate, <laughs> difficult <laughs> navigating, uh, you know, the weird smells, the aches, the pains, um, the things that it can do, the things it can't do, uh, and being re- very real about it and also moving forward, um, not just physically, but also emotionally, mentally and spiritually.
0: I would say that's definitely true. There there were so many sections in that book, as I'm actually physically, or I'm sorry, book, in that chapter, as I'm physically looking at my notes of them, uh, that were so good. And just things that were very simplistic that you wouldn't associate with being magical. And that Mm -hmm. was one of the things that I took away so much of from this book was there's so many little mundane things that we do on the daily. That we can incorporate in our magical practices that we're just, a lot of witches just aren't. They think it has to be a big, huge ritual, and it doesn't have to be. It could be the easiest thing, like making a cup of coffee or washing your face or just having a moment to breathe. I think we forget that. Things that that you're
1: already doing on a daily
0: basis. Like, why not tap into that for magic? Exactly. And it was just, oh, it was so good. So, so good. My other thing that I absolutely loved in your book was the connection of the story of the tarot and Mm. what inspired you to connect the journey of the body and the story of the tarot? I am a huge tarot nerd and
1: (laughs) it's a a starting point, right? (laughs) The thing that you're geeky about, it it has such a huge impact on my practice. It was one of the first things as I was, you know, really developing my path and practice as a young witch, um, have somebody like had me a tarot and say, here, you know, figure this out and starting to work with the stories and, and delve into it and explore it and see that the tarot is really about the journey of being a spirit embodied, Right. What do we go through? What are our challenges? What are our successes? How do we get through these things? That's all present within the tarot. So when I sat down to you know figure out well, how do we progress through this body and how do we tap into it? Like the tarot was absolutely another really heady metaphor that I think so many people can tap into. Uh, So that was the natural. It's like, it's storytelling. It's how do we identify in the process? Where are we in this journey? And I figured that would be a really helpful tool for many folks.
0: I absolutely agree with that. And I think probably my favorite one that you actually pulled from was the Empress. The Empress Mm. card just had such a moving message in your book with it. And It was, like I've said so many times, the book is phenomenal and I'm going to continue saying it because it is probably now my number one book that I recommend to all practitioners uh, followed Mm. by Weave the Liminal. So (laughs) I feel like they should start with this book, get in tune with yourself and then get in tune with the magic because, you know, if we're not in tune with ourselves, I feel like it's just, oh, what's the word? Like That we're kind of shorting ourselves on our magical practice if we're not in tune with ourselves. At least that's my thoughts on it.
1: Yes, it, we, because we in society we are taught to disassociate from our bodies and and you know so many unhealthy habits, a way of viewing our bodies of not being divine, of not being spiritual, of. Um, you know, putting presence or importance on like all of these other things that aren't rooted in where you live, right? It's like mm-hmm. you know, this is this is. And we were talking, especially in like traditional witchcraft, modern traditional witchcraft, of talking about spirits of place. Well, the place where your spirit resides is your body. Like that's your <laughs> that's your number one place to start out from. In order to relate to anything else, it really helps to be present and honor that spirit and that body, like the the realm, right? Your own personal landscape.
0: Yeah. It, and that's the thing that I feel like we're really tying. Um, I've seen a lot of people that I've really started to talk about how their journey within their own body is very much affected by what's going on in the world right now. Not only just with COVID, but I mean, the ocean was on fire. <laughs> that was kind of a big thing. <laughs> and they're seeing such a moving thing of spirit right now. So it, the, your book was definitely something, in my opinion, that really hit home. Oh, I am
1: I'm glad to hear that, and It definitely seems like this was... it. You, I don't want to say... I don't like the phrase, everything happens for a reason, but I feel like, you know, talking in Weave the Liminal about the tapestry you know, the patterns that we're weaving, mm-hmm. that there's a point where, you know, the next pattern, the next motif, the next step is, you know, it becomes obvious. And so it felt like now now's the time to deal with this and definitely reflecting not just covid but uh you know just just life in general it's just amazing like well i guess this is the book i needed to write as well
0: yes i i completely agree with that i do want to backtrack just very quickly to the topic of tarot um we have a lot of people are very interested in divination that listen to the show and if mm-hmm. for those who are interested in getting started with tarot, what are some of your tips for people to get started with? And do you have a deck that you would recommend for beginners?
1: Hmm, so <laughs> we have how much time do we have?
0: We we have <laughs> as right. much time as you need. You can talk forever if you'd like. <laughs> uh, so
1: with the, uh, with tarot, um, getting started, I the first thing I usually out of the gate is we run into that myth of um, do you do you do you have to be given a tarot and it's like no no you 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 know don't wait for that to happen though no, it is lovely to be given a tarot uh, uh, being able to choose something that really is right for you uh, is I think crucial I mean, it's a relationship there are thousands of decks out there just not to make it daunting but there are there are thousands of decks mm-hmm. out there. And so I recommend is if you're able to, you know, check out, um, I know it's hard to check out decks physically, but there are good shops that often have the sample decks that you can flip through. Um, And then there's some really great, um, of course, with YouTube and Instagram, there are people who are doing, um, you know, flipping through decks, um, indie deck review is a great resource. And just seeing, do you respond to the images? Do you feel like it's trying to talk to you in some way? Um, that's that you feel receptive to, <laughs> you know, instead of being like, bitch, you know, what's going on here? Um, I mean that could be a definitely handy deck, but something that you feel like, oh, I feel like there's a conversation happening here and and trying that out. Now, of course, um it is
0: addicting, I'll put that out. <laughs> Yes, it is. Me and my thirty-seven of them, just, you know, and yeah. counting. Yeah, I'm afraid. I'm
1: afraid to count because my partner is also obsessed with the tarot. Oh, that's amazing. He, so it's like not that he reads too much with it. Um, he loves you know studying it, but it's like, oh, this one's nice. And so we just collectively like tarot decks keep showing up in the house. Um, <laughs> So uh, I I do recommend now I am not I'm not a fan of the 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 some of the harsh colors that you see in the the classic Rider-Waite Smith deck now there has been the um the release of the more original with the soft muted tones but most tarot decks are based on the Rider-Waite Smith in some way so getting familiar with the imagery that's there is a great way to um, be able to read almost any other deck. Now, of course, there are decks out there that are not based on it. Um, mm-hmm. They might be based on other systems and some of the other Italian decks out there. Uh, but I find that the majority, I'd say yeah, up to 80 to 90%, um, are based on that traditional Rider Waite Smith deck. So if you get familiar with the imagery and the stories that are being told in the meetings there, you can translate that into many other decks. Though there are many pretty decks out there that don't really tell stories or talk. So you'll find that out too. You're like, this is a really beautiful deck! And it just sits there and does nothing.
0: Mm -hmm. I I have a couple of decks that I just don't use. Mainly because I bought them because they were pretty and then realized that me and that deck don't have a relationship. So uh, that deck and I just don't really talk and it just sits on the shelf and effectively collects dust, to be fair. Um, (laughs) But I also have some other decks that are not set in rider wait style at all. And some of them even have, you know, different wording. So, like, you know, the Page of Cups or, you know, the Page and the Knight and all that. Uh, There's one that, I think it's the Wild Unknown, that does uh, son, daughter, mother, and father instead of page, knight, king, and king. So, very interesting, the way that it is, and I, you know, like you were saying, I very much agree that you should start with the basics and then move your way up. Experiment, learn what decks you like and what you enjoy. Yeah, look at it as like they're different
1: languages, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, you, you get the familiar, the base with the rom- the romance languages. If you understand one, you start to understand other ones. And then, of course, if you if you're drawn to a deck that you're just like, I can't help it, I have to start with this, and just just do that. It's fine. <laughs> Um, And as for favorite decks, um, so the deck that I have done the majority of readings with for um, the last uh, long time uh, (laughs) is (laughs) Legend the Arthurian Tarot, which uh, because at the time, um, particularly I was studying... Arthurian romance. So I was reading Lamont to Arthur and uh, Sir Gowan and the Green Knight and the fairy queen, all of those books and delving deep into the mythology. And so to coordinate that with the Tarot, um, and seeing another layer of those stories and myths in the deck, uh, I found was really helpful for reading for other people because you can say, oh, well, this is the Five of Cups. It means da 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 this, or you can be like, well, this is a card of longing and lust, and here is the Arthurian romance. <laughs> you know, and people are like, oh, I get the story. Uh, so it's just another layer to that tool. But I just received um, a new deck. It's called the Lubanko Tarot. Okay. Uh, or Lubanko um and it um you can folks can check it out on i think it's on etsy it's on um the artist is on twitter too uh and it is um let's say its description is a fully illustrated tarot exploring the surreal the intense the queer and the divine like that that's mm.
0: Oh, Delicious. that sounds gorgeous. Is that the one that you tweeted about several days ago? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's a gorgeous yes. deck, y'all. If you aren't following Laura on Twitter, we'll talk about her handles and all that later. But mm-hmm. uh, she did tweet about it. The deck is gorgeous. Uh, it is a bit pricey. I believe it's over $50, right, on Etsy? I want to say. Yes, it is, a,
1: um, it is a independently, it was Kickstarted deck. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of limited that maybe um, their deck will get picked up by somebody else. And, you know, that can drop the price down, mm-hmm. you know, and I tend not to when I see like, well, I don't know so much about this deck, but I've, I've watched the artists. Uh, and, you know, I, I found out about them after the Kickstarter. Uh, so <laughs> I've been kind of um not to say stalking them, but like, you know, really checking out their art. They're also <laughs> a, um, a RISD alumni. Uh, so i like, well, I think that's it. I'm just going to go for it. And I'm really glad I did because I just, as I flipped through it, every single card, I was like, yes, this is, it's talking. It's so, it's so exciting. So that one's really cool. But for like another, if you want something that's queer and surreal and fun, the modern, rich, modern witch tarot um, is a really lovely take on the Rider-Waite-Smith that, you know, it just kind of is a really fun update. Uh, and that one is available everywhere and um probably like 30 bucks or under i think i with think the book. so
0: i want to say like 27 that's without looking it up y'all um but yeah it it is available everywhere it is also a gorgeous deck and there's so many gorgeous decks if those ones don't speak to you like laura said there are literally thousands Thousands of decks to choose Wait, from. There's more, <laughs> and there's more coming out every day. Go, buy, go hunt down your personal tarot decks, everyone. <laughs> and segueing a little bit from tarot, which is something you also incorporate tarot in, is your rituals on YouTube. They're wonderful. If you guys haven't checked those out, go check those out as well. uh For me, they're kind of like a really quick connection to the divine and my body, which is mm. just so fun. And if Anybody who is unfamiliar with them, can you tell them about your rituals? Like, what do they include? What can they expect from them? Give them all the info. (laughs) Sure. So at this point, um, there
1: are 150 ritual workouts, uh, and they are basically um, explorations of movement and magic. Uh, so they're fairly short, anywhere from about eight to fifteen minutes, depending on length, with a little bit of a warm up, and in each one explore a different magical topic and how it relates to movement. So there are ones where we explore deities. There's ones where I pull tarot card, and the and the workout is based on that, or an oracle card. Um, working with the lunar cycles, working with uh, sabbats and feast days, like all different types of things um, down to different types of spellcraft. Like this is cleansing, this is a banishing movement uh, and trying to make them also accessible for folks. Um, So many of them can be modified to do as you're sitting down, um, possibly some of them laying down if you need to. Uh, So I even demonstrate a few of them um, sitting in a chair as well so that Um, regardless of your ability or how much you feel like moving in one day, that you can play with it and do it as
0: your body requires. Absolutely. And they're very gentle, at least on the body. I think there was only one that was, I want to say it was like, the second or third ritual, that it was a lot of arm work, but other than that, like <laughs> it was really good either way. So they're very gentle in the body, which is very nice, especially for somebody like me with MS.
1: Yes, and yeah, I'm um, one of my dance partners also has MS, so it's something I'm, I'm always thinking about, uh, you know. Some days you're going to have a happy body and some days you're
0: like, mm-hmm. you're be like, you." <laughs> yep. there, there's a lot of those days where, and it, with mine, it changes with the weather. Like we had terrible thunderstorms yesterday and I was feeling <clears> great <throat> all day. And then the thunderstorms hit and I'm like, I can't feel my hands now. Thanks weather. I appreciate that. It's so much fun. <laughs>
1: All of the joy. And I do, um, for folks who are wondering, like, is it going to be too much or something, um, in the details for every episode, if it is something like, there's a couple of mm-hmm. ones with shimmies, or I'm like, this one is definitely going to be a little more intense. So reading the descriptions before
0: <laughs> you get started, or watching them the first time around, and then doing them is mm-hmm. also really helpful. That is very helpful. And they're so wonderful because it, like I said before, is a very quick connection And it is like a little mini ritual, except to the fact that it's a ritual and you get to Mm -hmm. connect with your body, you get to connect with movement, you get to connect with breath, and you get to connect with whatever magic that is happening in that moment. They're just stunning. And I love that you included rituals in your book. They're so much fun as well. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I, I like to have exercises that like, you know, most of the time when I'm reading a book and I'm like, oh, am I am I actually going to do this thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And trying to construct things that are, again, accessible and people go, oh, you know, it's, this is not going to be a here's a it's a big ordeal to do it. Right. But something that you're like, oh, I can sit down and try that. I got a couple minutes uh, and being able to uh, create the ritual workout. So sort of like it's a side by side tool. Mm-hmm. because I know it is hard to learn movement from a book uh, it's like okay my hand is supposed to be where my feet are supposed to be where and it's like but if you can watch it and so that's why I put the free resource
0: up for folks to be able to like oh oh that's that's how that goes mm-hmm. They're, they are all wonderful the journal prompts are also wonderful um, like I said in my review I'm usually somebody that reads you know all witchcraft books cover to cover before I go back and work through them This one I got about halfway through, and the overwhelming compulsion to go get a notebook and start working through it was (laughs) so strong. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to finish the book. I did not finish the book before I started working through it. I didn't. I I actually did two or three of them, and then I finished the book because it was so strong. And I have to attribute that to you because the writing was so well done that it was just it was compulsive. (laughs) 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 I loved it so much Uh, so talking about projects do you have any projects in the works that we can look forward to anything that you can talk about obviously some projects have to be hush hush so if you can't talk about them that's okay but is there anything that you can tease to us about
1: yes so uh, I just finished up sent in the second draft of the anatomy of a witch oracle uh, which is an oracle I conceived um, about the same time um, that I was you know, working on this book. Uh, and the idea was, you know, having somewhat of a an unconventional oracle that continued the theme of tapping into your body. Like, what can you use to, you know, like, how do you speak to your own body to use that Oracle to you know d- dig a little deeper into your subconscious or to identify things that may be going on physically or metaphysically. Um, and so that is a, I think it's 48. <laughs> this is my problem. The liminal spirits is 42. I believe the anatomy of which Oracle is 48 cards. Uh, and that's, Going into the systems, it goes into different magical states as well as body states, um, such as dreaming. And the magical states would be like cleansing and banishing and blessing and healing. And uh, so that is going to be coming out from Llewellyn sometime, I think, in spring, um, spring-summer of next year. So 2022.
0: I cannot wait for that. That sounds like the deck that everybody needs I feel like there's a lot of decks especially oracle decks that are out there that are like oh yeah I can you know tune into this but sometimes you just need something that's like you need to probably tune into this part of your body you need to give Mm -hmm. this some love give this some attention focus right here I think that that would be so awesome My gosh I can't and here we go. This is why tarot and Oracle decks are addicting because you hear about a new <laughs> one and then you're like, oh, well, there, there goes, you know, 30 to 40 bucks in my life. And I have to go own this one now. Thank you. <laughs> it's the sorry not sorry. <laughs> sorry, yeah. not sorry. Yeah. Indeed. It's gonna be amazing. Uh so is that the only project you've got coming up, or do you have others? <laughs> Excuse me. Um
1: the other thing I'm working on is kind of a follow-up to sigil witchery. Kind of, uh, excuse me. Um, it is uh, tentatively visual alchemy, which is delving deeper into art and magic, uh, as well as uh, helping folks dig a little deeper again into the the method that I cover in sigil witchery. You know, how to continue to make it more intuitive, how to implement it in different ways. Uh, and so that that probably won't be out for uh, quite a ways, <laughs> quite a ways longer. though you know things they show up quickly. Right? you know, like, oh, it's gonna be so long for this book to come out now. it's already been <laughs> out uh, almost you know two months, like, wow. Uh, so that will be, um, kind of a nice companion, um, and as well as something I'm really excited about. So it's nice to kind of, you know, keep switching gears for my brain to go like, okay, this is on, this is on the body, and all this is going to be about art, and yet they all still
0: live in the same, um, universe. Well, now you're making my artist inside me literally, like, geek out, so, (laughs) like you were talking about, and I'm like, oh my god, I have to own this right now. (laughs) So the artist to me is geeking out. I'm so excited for that. That sounds amazing. And it's funny when you came on the Chaos and Shadow to talk about Anatomy of the Witch coming out. Mm -hmm. That seems like it was yesterday. (laughs) Like like, by the time the book came out, I almost actually missed the launch date for it because I was like, oh, hey, oh, that's already here. Well, okay, we're going to go get this book right now because... I had forgotten that it was launch day. <laughs> it, it, it snuck up on me in a good way. It was a sneaky thing. So, that's probably going to be what happens with all of Laura's other works that are coming out eventually. They're going to sneak up on you, and you're not even going to realize that the time has already passed because, you know, that's how time works these days. What is time? <laughs> what is time? I think we lost the concept of time when the pandemic hit. We've <laughs>
1: given up it's definitely no longer linear it is is definitely spiral and um you know, cross-hatched and
0: uh, yep. <laughs> <ended it together. laughs> so you have lots of classes and cool stuff that you teach where can people go to find you to stay up to date on your classes your events your project you your life all of the above
1: uh, so the best place is my website, and um, That's where I have the class schedule and events and such, and you can get links. It's like those, it's it's a doorway, it's a doorway to other websites and other <laughs> dimensions. Uh, as well as probably my Instagram, um, I'm pretty active on there. That's uh, alchemy.arts. Um, that's a, a good
0: place to uh, find things out. And there's also a link tree on there, which will get you to other things. Mm-hmm. It's going to be awesome. I definitely love all of the events that we've gotten to attend and work with you for. Um, you know, obviously, there was the wonderful Witches' Sabbath last year, the Waking Persephone that was earlier this year. And there's going to be lots of other events that are uh, hopefully coming up in the future. So, you guys go mm-hmm. follow Laura, get in touch with her website. You also have a Patreon as well, don't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> I forget all the things
1: I have. So we have a Patreon um, where folks can see all the art in progress. So if you're curious about that Oracle deck, you can actually go and see all the art for it. Um, my patrons got to see that first. And then we also have weekly Zoom sessions. Like Right now we're diving into Anatomy of a Witch. So we're going oh, through wow. it by chapter by chapter, um, kind of d- just discussing and seeing how people feel and what they thought if they've been through it and, and all that kind of fun stuff. And so that's that's what we're doing right now.
0: So, go subscribe to her Patreon, go follow her on Instagram, go check out her website. You can also find all of her art on her website that you can buy your own copies of. Uh, I know you have lots of prints and stuff available. Get your copy of Anatomy of the Witch, Weave the Liminal Sigil and all of her other amazing works, the, uh, liminal, what, liminal oracle? I'm losing the liminal title. Spirit. <laughs> liminal spirits. So I, I was like, there's spirit. another word there that I'm forgetting. <laughs> uh, which is mind. also another beautiful Oracle deck. So guys, go check that out. And Laura, do you have any other imparting wisdom that you want to tell the audience before we call it a, a day?
1: Oh Well, remember to, to take a breath and where you are on your path right now, is is where you are. It doesn't have to be compared to anybody else's. Um, this is a journey. Um, so just enjoy and uh, take some time to appreciate
0: it. Because time, <laughs> what is time? <laughs> <laughs> time is not something that should be ever compared when it comes to the witchcraft path, because you should just go with it and let it take you where it takes you and enjoy it. Well, Absolutely. Laura... Thank you so much for being here. You have been a wonderful guest as always. We always love having you on all of the shows. And again, everyone, go buy Laura's books. This is your, your you know, witchy PSA. Go buy her books. You need them in your life. Trust me, you do. <laughs> and <laughs> thank you for being here. And we will see you guys all next week.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Bye-bye.